Hi, this is Pastor Tom, and I want to welcome you to day one of our last look last week of Second uh, Peter chapter 3. This short book goes by really fast, but wow, it has a lot of important truths for our lives. We've been looking through this book at the ingredients, three ingredients to what I've called a fall-free faith. How do you keep on keeping on in the Christian life? What do you have to have in your life that keeps you faithful in God's faithfulness? Well, the three keys are, first, you look inward, not outward. You look at what God wants to do in your character instead of what's happening in your circumstances. If you look at your circumstances, you're not going to make it because they go up and down. But God's faithfulness and what he wants to do in your character is going to go on and on. The second thing you look at is you look at God's word and not man's word. False teaching has been leading us to a fall since the Garden of Eden. So you always listen to God's word and not what some human being has to say. This week, we're going to take a look together at the fact that you look forward and not backward. You look forward to what God wants to do. This third chapter, Peter starts it by saying in verse 1, this is my second letter to you, dear friends, and in both of them, I've tried to stimulate your wholesome thinking and refresh your memory. Peter says here he wants to stimulate your wholesome thinking. As important as wholesome foods might be, and they are important, wholesome thinking is even more important because it has to do with who you are. It has to do with who you're going to be all the way into eternity. And so he talks in these verses about how we're to have wholesome thinking about the future. And he says very simply in this chapter that wholesome thinking, healthy thinking about the future includes two truths. The truth, number one, that scoffers will come, and the truth, number two, that Jesus will come. Let's look at the first truth first, the more negative one in some ways, but in also in some ways the one that's more encouraging to us because it helps us to realize the truth about this world. Scoffers will come, he says. In verses 2 to 7, Peter writes, I want you to remember what the Holy Prophet said long ago and what our Lord and Savior commanded through your apostles. Most importantly, I want to remind you that in the last days, scoffers will come, mocking the truth and following their own desires. They will say, what happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again? From before the time of our ancestors, everything has remained the same since the world was first created. They deliberately forget that God made the heavens by the word of his command. And he brought the earth out from the water and surrounded it with water. And then he used the water to destroy the ancient world with a mighty flood. And by the same word, the present heavens and earth have been stored up for fire. They are being kept for the day of judgment when ungodly people will be destroyed. So Peter writes here and he says, here's the simple truth. This world is not going to last. It's not meant to. There's a new heaven and new earth that's going to last forever. This world, where there is evil, where there is sin, where there is selfishness, it's not going to last. But he says scoffers will make fun of that. Now, people who make fun of God's plan for the world, people who make fun of Jesus' second coming, that's who he's talking about here. And they are people who see this earth as a very material place, as a place that's their playground, as a place that's for their selfishness. They don't see it as spiritual at all because they're not connected at all with the Creator, the one who made this world. So they scoff. And it's common. It's common to make fun of what you don't understand. So they make fun of it. It's even more common to scoff at what scares you. And of course they're scared of the future because they have no confidence in it. They have no faith in God who can give us, who's the only one who can give us confidence in the future. So they will come. Jesus said scoffers will certainly come. So do not let them make you think that you can't trust the truth. Now, he says their motivation is not wisdom. They don't have some special wisdom from God to say these things. And it's not even concern for you or for other people. He says here their 
motivation is evil desire. Notice he said, following their own evil desire, they will do this. That is the simple formula for ruining your life. Just follow your own evil desire. Just do what you want. The formula for living the best life is to do what God wants, to do God's will. Now, as Peter talks about these scoffers, he points to their two main arguments, and they're not much of an argument at all. He says the first argument is, well, what hasn't happened won't happen. That's their argument. Where is the coming that he promised? It hasn't happened yet, so certainly it won't happen. Well, you can think of thousands upon thousands upon thousands of things in this world that hadn't happened yet that eventually did happen. Even things that we have invented that were not invented before, and God is much greater than our inventions. So it's a foolish argument, but it's an emotional argument that many people tie into. And then the philosophical argument they have is, what hasn't happened cannot happen. The argument that it's always been this way from the beginning, and Peter says, that's no argument at all. It's not true at all, he says. If you look back from the very beginning, things have changed from the very beginning. God has been at work in this world, and the world has not been the same from the beginning, nor will it be the same at the end. Two answers that Peter has to these two main arguments. The first answer is God's promise can be trusted. Where is this coming that he promised? You can trust God's promise a lot more than their scoffing. We're going to talk about this tomorrow a little bit more. God is not late. He doesn't wear a watch. He doesn't own a calendar. God is outside of time. He is greater than time. A day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as a day. He's never in a hurry. He is never late. God is not slow. He is patient. He is patient for the salvation of everyone he's calling to come to him. And time equals opportunity. So he says God's promise can be trusted. That's why you shouldn't listen to the scoffers. We'll talk about that a little more tomorrow. And then he says God's creation can be changed. God is at work dynamically in his creation. Don't forget, he says, there was a creation. Before there was a creation, there was nothing. And so God brought everything out of nothing. Things have changed. Don't forget, he said, there was a flood. And all of that creation was destroyed so that God could begin again. He says they deliberately forget the obvious truth of that flood. Now, by the way, the flood is an illustration here of God's principles of divine judgment. God's judgment is never arbitrary. You can see that in the flood. You're going to see that in the final judgment. God always warns of his judgment. You saw that in the flood, and we're seeing that even now through the New Testament as God warns towards the end of time. God always grants time for repentance. We're going to talk about that in these verses. And God always keeps his word. You could see that in the flood and these same principles you can see as we look forward to the second coming of Christ. And so Peter says, do not let yourself get focused on these scoffers. Their arguments don't hold up because they're arguments that are based on wanting the world to be something different than it is. It's not their world. It's God's world. And I am extremely glad that that's true. This is not the scoffer's world. This is your father's world. And that's why you can have a sense of confidence in this world. That's why you can have a sense of hope no matter what happens in your circumstances or in the circumstances of this world, because we are looking forward to God's promise. In a prayer for just these next few moments, let's just talk to him and look forward with him. Our Father, we thank you that you not only created this world, you made every one of us, but you are looking forward to creating a new heaven and earth where we will live with you for all eternity. And whatever people say in this world, whatever circumstances happen in this world, we are confident in your promise because you've always kept your promise. 
Our circumstances don't always work out like we think they're going to, but your promise is always kept. And so right now, in this moment, we look forward with hope to your promise. Let that be our hope. Let that be our confidence. Let that be the rock that we stand on. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, join us tomorrow. We're going to look more deeply at the patience of God. 